Welcome to Quarantine Spook Show. I'm Kyle Carezzi. horror stories. What I do is I pull out random titles, and then I make up the stories from there. And if you have any titles you want to submit, you can send them to quarantinespookshow at gmail.com, or you can send them to me directly. shout outs really quick uh, before I really commence the show uh, just the two people that died uh, artists that are known that I have a lot of respect for and just wanted to mention them first one being uh, Joey Jordanson uh, the drummer of Slipknot um, I've never seen Slipknot live uh, but I did see Joey tour with uh, Rob Zombie uh, back in 2013, I believe, it was, uh, or sorry, it was, uh, 2010. Yeah, I guess it was that far back. It was some of the best, uh, live drumming that I've ever seen. He's one of my favorite drummers, uh, not just in the metal genre, you know, just in general. Uh, as far as the band Slipknot goes, uh, that band's gonna be missing a lot of soul without him in it, uh, so I wanted to mention that. The other, uh, person that's also died is, uh, Trevor Moore, uh, one of the main cast members, uh, of the sketch troupe, What Is Kids You Know. Because you know we're a big influence, me, big influence on me uh, comedically. I saw their first season uh, when it aired back in 2007. And I don't think I've seen anything uh, that funny and that unique uh, before that. I think it was uh, probably like 14-ish at the time, I guess, when I first saw it. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, I always thought Trevor Moore was hilarious. Um, yeah, and, yeah. That's a big one for me, for sure. Both of them, like, they were both in their 40s, you know. They both definitely went too, uh, too young. So I just wanted to mention that, I guess. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, have a good spook show. This story is called Nightmare Chocolate.
I was waiting for Scott outside the Wawa. He was smoking a cigarette. Killing time where he had where he uh, decided to get some snacks and whatnot. I already got my cigarettes and uh meatball sub, I didn't really need anything else from Wawa at that moment. What I decided to do was people watch. <clears throat> it was about 3.45 that day. Just watching people get off work and go get some snacks and food and coffee at Wawa. Also seeing a lot of high school students uh, pop in and get their snacks and coffee. Soon to be entering the mold of society. Sorry for them, but also not. I had some friends who said that my uh, view of life was a bit too bleak. Me just thinking, yeah, well, everyone has their own things that they do in life, and then that's it, and then they die. No one can ever break the mold because you can't stop being a person. Scott comes out with his uh, silly uh, Hawaiian shirt, his red baseball cap. And I was just like, Scott, I don't know why you're wearing that thing. Uh, that baseball cap's a little bit too red, if you know what I'm saying. And he's just like, nah, dude, don't worry about it. Look, it's got nothing on it. See? No MAGA shit on it. It's fine. And I was just like, yeah, I know, but, you know, I mean, even if, if I see someone with a Phillies hat, I'm just like, whoa, but, alright. Scott was just like, dude, check it out. And he opened his hand, and there was a handful of nowlaters in it. And I was just like, ah, nowlaters, cool. He dropped a few in my hand, some uh, grape, strawberry, lime, whatever nowlater flavors exist these days. Scott said, oh, dude, but check this out, though. And then from his bag, his little uh, plastic baggie that had Wawa and that uh, famous Canadian goose on it. Or these pristine bars of chocolate. And I was just like, oh, I didn't know uh, Wawa started to sell bougie chocolate. And then Scott was just like, yeah, man, I don't know, but it's uh, pretty rad, I gotta say. 
Like, I've never been to bougie chocolate myself, you know. I don't want to pay an extra five bucks for chocolate that's extra salty, but, dude, you gotta... I've heard this, this is some good shit, also. And I was just like, oh yeah? How's that? Scott was just like, well, the girl gives you crazy wild dreams. And I was just like, oh, I don't know. I don't even eat spicy food after six o'clock, you know? Scott was just like, well, just try it, you know, have some, have some of this chocolate after like 10 p.m., right about when you're about to go to sleep, and I think you'll have some really freaking cool dreams. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll bite, I'll give it a go. So I waited till a Friday night when I didn't have work the next morning during a time frame when I could really let loose. But I had my pajamas on, I was in bed, and I was just like, alright, let's see what happens. So I wanted to start off small. I just have a... The chocolate bar was divided into 12 little squares, and I ate two of them. And it's been a while since I've been so deliberate about dreaming, but... So I decided to test out my lucid dreaming techniques. I lied face up, and I was just like, alright, think about you, think about dreaming, be aware as you fall asleep. colors. It was like the mega version of Aurora Borealis, and I was just like, oh yeah, I get into this. So I just started to hang, in on, hang out in the stream. I found a flute, and I just started playing Jethro Toll. I started to play the flute a little bit more. I was kind of roaming through the woods, letting the sounds carry in between the trees. I started to hear a more high-pitched sound. 
similar to a flute, but a bit more screechier. When I'd play a few notes, the screech would return its sounds. response that would happen. But I started to play the flute a little bit more, and the screeching returned. It almost felt like we were having a conversation. I'd play some notes, some screeches would return, and I tried to communicate it away like I was saying words. Communicating anything in particular. But still, there was a connection being formed. So, as I play the flute sound, uh, I follow the screech. near a flowing creek. And the sounds of my flute uh, meshes with those sounds. And this time the screech uh, sounds closer. again, and then I don't hear the screech anymore. Even though it hurt my ears, I almost miss it. I continue to play the flute, and then nothing comes in response. All of a sudden, I hear these loud footsteps across the broken leaves on the ground, charging right at me. penetrations in my body. I was being stabbed repeatedly. And all I could think to say was, whoa, 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 whoa. But then my body goes limp. It's too dark to see what, who the assailant was. And then that's when I woke up. such a vivid dream where I was murdered before, let alone died. And I wake, wake up to a migraine. Disoriented at first. But I look around the room and I just think, 
This isn't where I live. I look over who's in the bed next to me, and... It's a dead body with multiple stab wounds, and blood soaking his bed. I've never met this man before. But there he was. Dead and blood out. shower and uh, change some fresh clothes and then just bolted out of the apartment as quick as I could. It was early in the morning, so I don't think anyone saw me. But I'm horrified of what I woke up to. And then I had the morbid thought of, that wasn't me, was it? I wasn't the one that did that. And then I thought about it strange coincidence if I had a dream about being stabbed and then woke up next to stabbing someone, unless I didn't have anything to do with it. So it was a Saturday, so I got back to my house, concerned. I just hold myself up in the day. This is something that'll follow me. I might need an alibi. So I text Scott, and I'm just like, Hey, Scott, you want to hang out? And he's just like, Yeah, sure, buddy. Come on over. So I go to his house. And I knock on his door, and it takes him a, a bit to answer. Answers in his boxers and a robe. And he's just like, oh, come on in. He's got a cup of coffee with him. It's been a while since I've been in Scott's house, but it's uh it's pretty much a mess. couch and move over some uh, a newspaper and some kids' toys. And I was just like, yeah, so uh, have you been? And then Scott was just like, since yesterday? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, just, just wondering, just trying to make conversation. And then Scott groans and sits on the, the big comfy chair in his living room. He's just like, yeah, I'm not really, uh, Nelly up for conversation right now. Got a major migraine. And I was just like, oh yeah? He was like, yeah. Had way too much of that uh, nightmare chocolate. Now I'm feeling really sick. Pretty much hungover, you know? I don't know what they put in there, but goddamn, it's a lot. When I say nightmare chocolate, what do you mean nightmare chocolate? Scott said, yeah, well, the chocolate I gave you yesterday, that's what it's called. And 
I said, it's called Nightmare Chocolate? And he's just like, yeah. So he hands over a, a chocolate bar and set it right there. Nightmare Chocolate. The font was so bougie and illegible that I didn't even notice. And I was just like, oh, dude, I thought you said it just gave you crazy dreams. Scott was just like, yeah, nightmares are crazy dreams. And I just said, oh shit. Dude, I had some crazy fucking nightmares last night. And he's just like, yeah, well, we can talk about it if you want. And I said, well, yeah, okay. Um,. Pretty much I was like uh, playing the flute in the woods and I was doing another call and response thing with another flute guy um, but his flute sounded screechy uh, and then he disappeared and someone stabbed me to death and Scott was just like whoa that's awful sounds like a terrible dream and I just said yeah it absolutely was I neglected to tell him that uh, I woke up to someone dead who was stabbed to death and I was recounting that story to Scott. I thought about it for a bit and he said well who stabbed you and he said and I said uh, I don't know I uh, didn't see the guy or anything Scott said huh okay my phone this morning I saw that you uh, called me and then I said I did and then Scott said yeah I don't remember it at all but apparently we had like a 20 minute conversation at like a uh, 1.20 in the morning and I was just like well do you know so you sure you don't know what we talked about Scott said, no, I have no idea, but I know uh, my phone recorded it. And I was like, what do you mean your phone recorded it? And Scott said, well, you know, just uh, my phone records all of my phone calls. You know, it's just uh, the times we're living in, you know, this uh, renaissance of transparency, whatever you want to call it. And I just said, Scott, you gotta, you gotta delete that. Scott was just like, why? Because I don't know what I did last night, and I don't want that documented. And Scott said, well, we can just find out what uh, happened, uh, you know, we can just listen to it now and find out what happened. And I said, no, no, we're not doing that. So I just take his phone and I toss it in his garbage disposal and turn it on. 
this guy was just like, hey, I just fixed that. What are you doing? You know, it's just like, you can't listen, man. All right. I don't know how to say this, but I might need an alibi. All right? We gotta... We were hanging out last night. Like, you gotta admit that much. And Scott was just like, yeah, I know we were hanging out last night. I got pictures. And I was just like, you got pictures of us hanging out last night? And Scott said, yeah. And I was just like, why didn't you mention that earlier? And Scott was just like, well, I thought you remembered at least, you know? Scott showed a picture of me holding a dagger covered in blood, smiling hardcore. And, and, uh, Scott was just like, Yeah, uh, just when I listened to that phone call, you were very uh, excited about something, you know. And I was just like, Oh, dude, you gotta delete that. No, I'm not. Like, I'm not gonna do it. I thought it was like fake blood, but you actually commit a murder. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know, dude. I just don't know. And then Scott was just like, all right, well, the garbage disposal didn't bust my phone or anything, so I'll delete some of this stuff, I guess. But like, you gotta figure out what happened. And I was just like, I don't know. I kind of just want to forget about it. See if I can. Maybe I should leave town or something. And then Scott was just like, you know what you gotta do? You gotta eat more nightmare chocolate. And I was just like, dude, I don't I don't know if I should do that, man. Because the last time I ate night, night, nightmare chocolate, I might have killed a guy. And then Scott was just like, I mean, that's just... I mean, you won't know until you try again. How much did you take last night? And I was just like, I don't know, like two pieces? Scott was just like, alright, so you had two pieces. It's a 12-piece bar, so how about you just have 10 pieces tonight, and then see what happens. Maybe the answers will reveal yourself. Reveal themselves, you know? Some hardcore cryptic dream symbology, right? And I was just like, dude, that's a... That's an awful idea. Why in God's name would I do that, period? Scott looked uh, genuinely sad. He was just like, oh, alright. I guess you don't have to do it if you don't want. I guess I just thought we were going to go on some exciting nightmare odyssey together. Find the secrets of our souls and what we did the night before. But you know, if you're not into it, that's cool, you know? I thought we could go on like a cool vision quest together via dream. You know? Chocolate flavored and all that. I was just like, Scott, stop making me feel bad. It's not gonna happen. And Scott was just like, I know. Your heart is cold and calloused. You know, you can commit a murder and not even care and just want to forget about it. That's cool. I thought death was an intimate thing, you know? I thought you wanted to get in touch with it of why you did it. Learn about yourself and learn about the world and about your own unconscious and everything. Go on an exciting, surrealist dream journey. I was just like, I really, really don't want to eat more chocolate. 
and have another chocolate, bougie chocolate nightmare. Because the last time I did it, I might have killed someone. I don't know if I'll do the same thing or not. And then Scott said, well, how about this? How about I chaperone you? So that way, when you go on the journey, you can, uh, you know, do what you gotta do, find out what happened, and I'll make sure you don't uh, stab anyone, you know? You know, I was just like, I don't know, man. Scott said, think about it this way. You'll be covering your bases, right? You know, if you did kill that guy, you know, you'll know how you did it and how it happened. And then you can be all like, oh, that wasn't me. I didn't do that thing. So that you're not thrown off guard, you know, when they're trying to question you, you know? And it's just like, I don't know, man. And then Scott was just like, just try it. It's worth trying. I'll chain you down if you want, you know, like, like you're a werewolf or something. I think it'll be cool. It'll be a learning experience that you need. And I was just like, all right, Scott, fine, I'll do it. I'll take the dream chocolate one more time and see where it goes. You get to find out. Oh, oh, you're... Yeah, well, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't write any of this ahead of time, but. Yeah. Yeah. You always trust a cliffhanger, you know? I like doing endings with cliffhangers, you know? Because, yeah, it's, it's neat. All right. This next installment is called A Day with Dogs. the news they found the guy I woke up with stabbed multiple times I was mortified to see his body once again trying to watch him be uh, pulled away from the gurney outside of his apartment All of a sudden, Scott came in, and he uh, grabbed the remote and turned off the TV, and he was like, stop watching the news. And I said, well, I just want to find out, and he said, stop watching the news. You'll find out tonight. And I was like, oh, man, I just got to find, you know, I just want to, and Scott said, like, Zach, listen, we're going to take the nightmare chocolate tonight. I think you'll have the answers that you need, or whatever. So just chill out, don't think about it, and just worry about sleeping. So I lied myself uh, in Scott's bed. He had some chains and rope, and he uh, straddled me into the uh, into the bed, tying my wrists and uh, 
my torso and legs and ankles. And I was just like, what are you doing with all these uh, chains and rope? And he was just like, don't worry about it. And Scott was like, oh yeah, here, here's the, here's the chocolate. Scott, is this the chocolate from my house? And he was like, yeah, I popped in and got your chocolate. And I was just, and I said, well, I, I thought I was going to eat your chocolate. And he was just like, yeah, well, I, I got chocolate for a reason, you know? Wawa doesn't always, doesn't always have a nightmare chocolate, you know? I like it. I can enjoy myself on it. You're the one with the problem. And I was just like, all right, let's just do this. the 10 bites of chocolate and I lay down quietly Scott gives me some NyQuil uh, with a spoon and then he shuts off the light with the hallway light still on and he sits in a chair and watches me I start to doze off looking at him stare at me seeing the doorway uh, with the light coming through. And suddenly I'm in a dream once again. This might have been in a big field. It's a large overcast sky. Look like looks like it's about to rain. I'm still feeling pretty loose and I'm just like, alright, this must be it. This must be the dream. But I didn't really know how to proceed. I've never seen a Charlie Kaufman movie or a Terry Gilliam movie or a David Lynch movie. Traverse this uh, dream territory. And all of a sudden, the earth shakes. First, I think it's an earthquake. But then I turn around. And I see all these, do all these dogs charge right towards me. Dozens of them. Of all different breeds. Border collies and cocker spaniels and... Scottish Terriers, and Chocolate Labs and Golden Retrievers, Huskies and Great Danes, Shih Tzus and, and Chihuahuas, all charging forth across the field heading in my direction. run past me. I was worried that they were going to run me over. And then a woman carrying like a hundred dog leashes chases after them. And I shout to her, what's going on? And then she says back, uh, they found a body. And in my head I'm just like, oh shit, a body?
I follow her and the dogs. And then we go into the woods where I had the first dream. We go near the, near the, uh, the creek. I first tried to get in touch with that other, uh, the other flute player. And all the dogs are swarming this one specific area of the forest. one clot of dirt, trying to dig it up. And they dig at the dirt and then they see a hand exposed. Dig some more and they find a sleeve of a shirt face. Apparently this person wasn't thoroughly buried. But all the dogs start to dig up the body and the body was me. In the same outfit that I was wearing when I first played that flute. And I saw myself hold the flute that I was playing. Walker woman was just like, oh my god, this is fucking crazy. So I stooped towards the body and uh, I grabbed the body's flute and then she turns to me and she's like, what are you doing? And I was just like, um, I'll give the flute to his family. And she's like, okay, good. I was surprised that convinced her. Maybe I just resembled him wasn't me after all. So I started to walk out of the forest and then this dog is barking behind me. It's a little shih tzu that was following me and I'm just like, no, get out of here. Go hang out with your uh, pals. But he still insists on following me. Alright, well, it's a dream, so fuck it. So, yeah, come on, let's hang out. walking uh, back in the field, walking across it. I see a lot of cars driving and a lot of buildings, people going to work or whatever. And I just think to myself, this seems a little bit real, but not real enough. Then I see a taxi and I whistle it down. Shih Tzu, uh, 
Robin. I have the flute with me. straight through. And then we arrive at Scott's house. For some reason, everything looks a little bit grayer. So I approach his door, and it's unlocked. And I walk in, I just say, Scott! Scott! bedroom and then I see myself strapped onto the bed and then Scott uh, sitting in a chair playing a Game Boy he looks up at me and stands up and he says you're supposed to be dead and I said you mean asleep and he was like right what did I say and I was just like are you are you the real deal or are you just something I'm dreaming of and he was like, um, I got a, I had, had a bit of nightmare chocolate. And I was just like, dude, I thought you said you were gonna, like, wash me while I slept so I didn't murder anyone. And Scott was just like, I, listen, it's good chocolate, it's late at night, I, I'll make no apologies. And I was just like, alright, well, you know, so I got, so... I don't have any leads or whatever, but I got this flute, and this dog followed me. He's just like, that's it? No memories or anything? Nothing cool like that? And I was just like, no, dude, it's a fucking dream. They don't make sense, like, 80% of the time. And Scott was just like, alright, well, did you play the flute at all? And I was like, well, no. And he's like, well, why don't I try it? And I just said, because the last time I tried it, I was murdered, dude. Like, no. unless you want to play it. And I said, no, I don't want to play it. And he's just like, alright. So he just isn't, does another doodly doot. And then he hears a screech in return. And then Scott was just like, alright, yeah, check out this note. 
Dr. Screech responded. He's coming from outside the house. Scott keeps playing, following the sound. And I just watch him. The Shih Tzu keeps barking. And I'm just like, I know. I know, he's really fucking himself over. played some more then he makes eye contact with me and I was like oh now I see what it is he's using himself as bait so I kept following him we were going in a through his residential neighborhood which didn't quite look the same in waking life a bit more distorted a bit more darker with inconsistent lighting Phys physics didn't really quite work the same way but I couldn't even tell you of how, why that wasn't working. keeps playing and uh it almost sounds like a siren and it kind of seems like he's walking in a circle a little bit mainly around his house and then it kind of tucks away into a more foresty area behind his house not a deep forest but uh had some railroad tracks and everything the railroad tracks and he kept playing and the screeching kept uh, responding and Scott said it's getting we're getting closer right and I just said yeah but just like watch out all right some more and then nothing responds just silence Scott's just like huh nothing's coming up play some more I didn't know he was so good at the flute I hear a growling sound. Then I see some movement in the trees and in some bushes. And it looks like some sort of like shadowy apparition. With a long silver streak coming out of it. It looks almost human, but not quite. Definitely some sort of shadow figure that you can only find in dreams or when you're falling asleep. 
charges right towards Scott. And I just shouted him, Scott! So I charge at him, and I push him out of the way. And then the apparition comes after me. And starts stabbing me once again. Repeatedly. And I can feel my body go limp. Just like in the dream before. fading out of my eyes, and I can see Scott looking over me, saying, uh, Zach! Zach! Are you okay? Zach! And then the image of him fades. And that was when I woke up. But I didn't wake up in Scott's bed. I woke up on the floor of his living room. I looked around, and it looked like a mess. It looked pretty normal when I first got there, the day before. But I knew something was different. Something was off. I go into Scott's bedroom. When I see the bed, with all the chains and rope, undone and broken and torn, And then I see Scott sitting there, stabbed to death, with a wrapper of the nightmare chocolate beside him. I didn't know what to think. If the apparition did go after him, maybe it would have been me that got stabbed. Possibly committing two murders at uh, two nights in a row. My brain just can't take it. I wanted to grieve and mourn for Scott appropriately, but I knew the self-preservation thing was just to get out of Dodge, so I just walk out. And then I head back in and shower a bit, take some of his clothes, change to something else, and leave his house. And then I wonder something, and I start to wander around his neighborhood. Start to go in the backwoods area. And all of a sudden I hear barking. I follow the sound, and uh, it leads me to the railroad tracks. Where I see a little shih tzu there barking. You know it, it had a striking resemblance to the Shih Tzu from my dream. And then beside him was a... the same flute that I played in both dreams. I stare at it for a bit, not really thinking that it's real. sit on the railroad tracks and grab the flute. The Shih Tzu comes up to me and nuzzles himself against me, so I pet him for a bit. And we sit together in silence for a bit. So then I uh, take the flute, and 
I start to play it for a little bit. And then after I play it, I hear nothing but silence. Alright. This last uh, installment is called uh, Crossroad. Sunday, and I had to head into work tomorrow after possibly committing murders two nights in a row. But my goal is to take care of some unfinished business before the first day of my work week. cashier said to me, like, are you sure you want all this nightmare chocolate? And I was just like, yes, give me all of it. And she was like, it, it causes some pretty weird dreams. And then I was just like, so I've heard. So I sit up in my bed in my house. A little Shih Tzu sitting beside me. started to call Charlie, uh, kept, uh, yelping at me, just being like, dude, dude, don't do your, don't do what I think you're gonna do, and I'm just like, I don't care, little shit Tzu, whatever, Charlie, I'm gonna do it. So I sit up in bed, and I eat all the nightmare chocolate that I have. keeps barking just repeatedly just being like no dude you don't want to do this and I was just like well, whatever you should be grateful that I named you after a Rolling Stones member alright so I gobble up all the chocolate all the wrappers are spread out on my bed. And then I wait. I wait to fall asleep. But I'm too wound up from eating so much chocolate. I take some sleeping pills, drink some NyQuil, pour milk, and all that jazz. But still nothing. 
desk lamp on, waiting for sleep to take me. Whatever that, whoever that shadowy apparition was, whatever force of nature was a part of, I wanted to confront it head on. It was ruining my life and the people and the lives of people around me. And I had to face it once and for all. But again, chocolate has caffeine and sugar and all that. I was insanely wound up. And I just thought to myself, fuck, I might never fall asleep at this rate. And the dog keeps barking at me, and I'm just like, oh, hush up, Charlie, come on. I also named you after one of the dogs from uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven, right? You know? You want to go to heaven and just chill out. And about two hours go by and I start to get bored. And I was like, alright, maybe I can read or something or listen to a sleepy time podcast or some ambient music or something. really gotta go to sleep to end this once and for all. So then I pick up the flute. I observe it. It's the exact same flute that I play in both of those dreams. And I just stare at it and hold it. I'm just like, this can't be real. No way. So then I play the flute a little bit. I don't know how to play, but sound comes out nonetheless. And then I hear a screeching sound. It catches my attention, and I play the flute again. And there's a response in the form of a screech. And I look at Charlie, and I'm just like, I'm not asleep, am I? stares at me. Then I stand up with the flute. And I play it a little bit more. And then the screech responds. step out of my apartment, play it some more. I heard the screech at the end of the hall, so I follow it. Keep following with the sound as I play it. It leads me outside of my apartment building. I'm still in my pajamas and bare feet, but I don't care. If I could just see this thing in the waking world, that's all I would ever need. The only closure I would need from this wretched experience. So the screech keeps leading me to my neighborhood. 
see some neighbors who are awake, and they see me from their windows, just being like, why is that guy playing flute so late at night? edge of my neighborhood there's an opening of trees that leads to a small patch of woods and I just sigh and I think alright I'm ready for it play the flute some more follow the screech and there's a little hiking trail that I started to follow screech, uh, when I'd play the flute, the screech would come, and it wasn't just coming from a direction. It'd be like it was coming from the wind, like an area of air that was just beyond me, that was leading me somewhere. the screech as I keep playing the flute. And the trail leads to a crossroad. Two trails intersecting. Almost exactly perpendicular. And I say to myself, I don't remember this being here. seem to surround me. and some wind, some trees rustling. I look around, I just scream, come on! Look in. And the shadows 
shadowy apparition comes towards me. I take my pocket knife and I charge towards it. And then we tackle each other in the center of this crossroad. try to stab it or fight it with my knife, but it's not an apparition of flesh and blood. It's like trying to cut air. But it still had its own pointed weapon and kept jabbing me with it. I kept trying to fight and writhe and scream and... All of a sudden, it feels like a penetrate flesh. It feels like the apparition material materializes a little bit, so I keep stabbing it. It starts to weaken its energy, so I keep going and keep going. successful in something. I finally bring this shadow beast to the ground. I can feel its blood spurt on me. It wasn't quite liquid or gaseous or anything, but it was this essence pouring out. I laugh and say, ha, ah, finally! beat you. And then the apparition disappears. I lie down face up on the crossroads, staring at the night sky, laughing, saying to myself, I did it. I did it. That was when I woke up. In that same position. In that same crossroad. But there were stab wounds all over me. All in places where I thought I had the apparition. pool of my own blood. I can breathe, but barely. It just feels my feels like my breaths are getting weaker and weaker. I'm gasping. The sun hasn't risen yet, but there's a little bit of light in the sky. That very, very slight dark blue that gets a little bit brighter each second. sky between the trees, the tops of them, as the wind blows them back and forth, and I'm still gasping for air, losing a little bit of life with each breath, 
hear some footsteps, a little pitter-patter. There's a little shit to Charlie, who's, uh, he approached me. Stared at me for a bit. We made eye contact. Through my eyes, I tried to plead with him in some way, to connect with him. I think when I made eye contact with him, uh, he saw my, saw the look in my eye and it seemed like that he understood what I was going through and what was about to happen. So for that, I'm grateful to not be alone in that moment. However, the Shih Tzu did walk around me a little bit, sniffed at me, and then sniffed at the flute picked it up with its mouth, and this just started to pitter-patter away, away in a different direction. I don't know how many breaths I had left, but I breathed all of them. Last moments, uh, one of the thoughts that I had was, I was supposed to go to work today. Quarantine Spook Show. Uh, I'm Kyle Carezzi. And good night. R.I.P. Trevor and R.I.P. Joey.